Welcome to the Books of Titans podcast, where I seek truth in the world's best books. I'm your host, Eric Rostad, coming to you from the beautiful Books of Titans studio in Franklin, Tennessee. My goal is to read 52 books per year and share what I'm learning. I'll talk a bit about each book, tie ideas together from a variety of genres, and share the one thing I always hope to remember from each book. Today I'm going to change things up a bit, and instead of discussing a particular book, I'm going to talk about how to choose which books to read. At the end of this episode, I'm also going to talk about my 2021 reading list and how I'll be choosing my books for next year. Over the years, I've tried a number of different approaches to find the books to read. What I've found is that one of the most important things is to start with a goal. What are you trying to accomplish by reading? Maybe you're wanting to learn a skill, improve your thinking, or to just have fun. Your approach to choosing books will largely be dependent upon your overall goal. So let's say your goal is to have fun. You just you just want to have fun. You really love reading. It's stress relief. It brings you great joy. Well, at some point, you're going to realize that there is a scarcity of something really important, and that is time. Let's say that you are you happen to be the average American, and you read 12 books per year. Say you have 50 years of reading time. And you read 12 books for each of those 50 years. We'll start in your 20s because school largely has destroyed your love of reading. So you somehow get back into it in your 20s and then you read till you're 70. Guess how many books that is? 12 per year for 50 years. 600. That's 600 books that, that you'll have time to read if, you, if you're the average American and, and you read 12 a year over 50 years. You ever heard of the great books of the Western world? Well, guess how many books there are in that set? There are 517. So were you just to read what those people said were the best 517 books, you would almost be at your limit there of 600 books for that 50 years. And that's just some list that only reflects Western books. So what about the other great works of literature from around the world? You see that even if you focus solely on what some in the world consider to be the greatest works, you will barely get through them all reading just as an average American. So choosing books becomes quite important because if you choose a bad book, that means you're missing out on a good book. Well, that begs the question then, how do you find and choose the good books? I'm going to present four rules here that you can use to begin choosing your books. The first one is simple. It is read what you love. There are two kinds of books out there. There are those that you can put down, and there are those that you just simply cannot put down. I mean, there'll there'll be some books where I'm reading it, and if I find an extra minute in the day, I will pick it up just so I can read one more page and get one more page further. I'm just so into those books. I will will sacrifice sleep to finish these books. And so your first goal is to find the books that you are most likely to be excited about. And those are going to be the ones most often that are about topics that you are really interested in. So it could, it could be a genre. Uh, perhaps you are, are into fantasy books or biographies, or maybe it's a topic of interest. But the first rule is to read those books, to read books that you love. So before you consult any list or you look at what is on the New York Times bestseller or you, you, you find out what other people like and what other people are telling you to read, first, 
find the books about the things that you love, because that will be the, the most important thing you can do to increase that love of reading. The second rule I'm going to call the Talib rule, and I covered last this in, in last week's episode about anti-fragile, and, and it comes from, from that book. When asked by a student for a rule on what to read, the author Nassim Nicholas Talib replied, as little as feasible from the last 20 years, except history books that are not about the last 50 years. So again, as little as possible from the last 20 years. If you have to read something from the from the past 20 years, make sure it's about history, but that that history there's been 50 years since that happened. And so there's been enough distance to to be able to write about it effectively. This ties in very very well with with the Lindy effect, which is uh something else that that Talib talks about a lot. And so I'm going to I'm going to read uh, this part here. So I follow the Lindy effect as a guide in selecting what to read. Books that have been around for 10 years will be around for 10 more. Books that have been around for two millennia should be around quite a bit for quite a bit of time and so forth. Many understand this point, but do not apply it to academic work, which is much of its modern practice, hardly different from journalism, except for the occasional original production. Academic work, because of its attention-seeking orientation, can be easily subjected to Lindy effects. Think of hundreds of thousands of papers that are just noise in spite of how hyped they are at the time of publication. End quote. I've, I've found this to be the case. Uh, there, are, there are some new books that are so hyped and they're marketed very well, but they end up, I end up hating those books. But everyone says they're the best book. They're, you've got to read this book. It's new. It's great. If you can wait 20 years and and give that book some time, you'll weed out a lot of the books that just don't really need to be to be read. That's the the Lindy effect and that is the Talib rule of as little as possible from the last 20 years except for history books that are about 50 years or older. Next up, rule number 3, I call this the Lewis rule and this is the CS Lewis rule. So well, what happens if you do like to read new books? What what should be the balance of new and old? And this is uh, this is what Lewis addresses here in in his rule, where he says it is a good good rule after reading a new book never to allow yourself a new one till you have read an old one in between. So, with that rule, it's it's one to one. So one new new book to every one old book. Uh, he continues, if that is too much for you, you should at least read one old one to every three new ones, end quote. So it's just a good good rule of thumb there as well. If you're, if you're looking to choose books, ties in with the Talib rule, focus on the older books. Those books have, have, have experienced the test of time and they've passed and people are still reading those books. And in that case, the older, the better. If the book is 2,000 years old, it is it is survived for 2,000 years. People have read it for 2,000 years, and they've gotten a lot out of it in those 2,000 years. It is likely to be around for another 2,000 years. Final rule, and do this after you've done the first three rules, consult lists. Book lists have played a huge role in my reading life. I, I remember, remember coming across a list when I was in high school, I, th- I think it was towards the end of high school when I was when I was going into college, and it was a list in the Atlanta newspaper of all the books that were required for each high school 
in the greater Atlanta area. So these were the books, and it divided it by year. So this this is these are the books that freshmen should read. These are the ones that uh, sophomores are required to read, juniors and seniors. And I cut that list out of the newspaper, and I just put a dot next to the books after I had read them. And and I used that for many years as a guide on on what books to read. And it was very helpful. I I still have that list. I uh, I actually scanned it and and, and put it on the on the Books of Titans website. But uh, that that helped guide me for many years. This entire Books of Titans project was started off of, of a, a reading list. So I read Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And in that book, he asks a number of top performers around the world, what are your favorite books? And what are the books that you have gifted the most to other people? While I was reading that book, I just made a list as I was reading, I would underline and then put it into a spreadsheet of, of all the books that were suggested by, by these top performers. And then I decided to read 52 of those per year going forward. And, and I've done 52 per year since since then. So lists are very important. And, and, and there are tons of lists out there. You can see what uh, Bill Gates is, is reading. You can see what Warren Buffett reads. You can see what, what uh, people, people perhaps that you respect or you know their taste in books. Uh, you can see other books that they, they like, and you can go by, by these lists. I have a number of lists on the Books of Titans website, uh, just tons of different places to look. But that should be your last thing. I Just this idea here of not necessarily reading what other people tell you 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 should read something sometimes that can be a good rule of thumb if the books are older but the first thing should always be to read what you are interested in and to find the best books in that arena first but at the very end consult other lists because that can help you find books that have one stood the test of time and two are are loved by by many those are, are good good lists to go go by. So those are the four rules. In the next segment here, I am going to talk about my reading list for 2021 and how I will be choosing those books. There's a local bookstore here in Franklin, Tennessee, where I live. It's called Landmark Booksellers. It is my favorite place in town. Uh, my wife surprised me earlier this year in March with a 40th birthday party at the bookstore. I uh, had some friends friends there that uh, that all surprised me. And it was about a week before everything began to shut down with, with COVID. I was in the store one day and I was talking to the owner, Joel Tomlin, and he told me about something he had recently come across at an estate sale. He'll go to different estate sales around town here to buy books for the the bookstore, and then he'll he'll sell those. And in estate sales, a lot of times they'll have uh, rare and, and old books. And so he had been at this one estate sale that had gone on for for multiple days, and it was getting near the end of the sale, and there was a travel chest sitting there that no one in that family wanted, and they offered it to Joel. And inside that chest were a lifetime of mementos of an opera singer whose life spanned the entire 20th century. She was born in 1900 and died in 1999. She sang across Europe in the 30s, was invited to the White House by Eleanor Roosevelt, and taught in New York and Tennessee. This travel chest is a treasure trove of her life. Photos, diaries, passports, ocean liner guest lists, calendars, letters, signed photos of professional opera singers of the time, 
music and opera programs from around the world. It's a step back in time, just even opening this travel chest. And this, this travel chest is what she took on every one of her trips. There, uh, there are stickers for the ocean liners that she went on. And so the, the actual container with all of these mementos is something she took around the world. And there's not a single thing about this woman online. In our sophisticated internet age, she, she does not exist. And so Joel gave me this treasure chest, this travel chest, and it, it, is, it is amazing. And as I just go through it little by little, I'm, I'm having a blast. And I'm just learning about this woman's life, where she sang, what she sang, who she met, who she corresponded with. And so what does this have to do with choosing books for 2021? Well, I'm going to experiment next year by selecting 52 books to read based upon what I find in this treasure chest, in this travel chest. In the little I've looked so far, I know that one of her first opera performances was of Michaela in in the opera Carmen by Bizet. I'm going to read a book about Carmen and one about Bizet. I want to find a book about the opera scene in the 1930s Europe in between the two world wars. She went to a number of countries and sang and sang in different operas across Europe. So I want to see if I can find a book about what the opera scene would have been like in the 1930s. I know which ocean liner she took to get to Europe from New York to Europe. So I'm going to find a book about that ocean liner. I know she grew up in Tennessee in the early 1900s in the Jim Crow South. I want to read a book about what it would have been like growing up in the Jim Crow South. I know Eleanor Roosevelt invited her to sing in the White House. I'm going to read a biography about Eleanor Roosevelt. I know all the songs that she sang throughout her career. I'm going to listen to them all and read about the songs that moved me. I'm basically going to let this woman's life and a desire to understand what she experienced dictate my 2021 reading list. And here's the thing. I can't wait. I'm so excited about this. I had a set of books already purchased and, and all set to read in 2021. But I'm going to set that aside and probably do that in a different year. And I'm just going to randomize my book choosing method and let, let this be the, be the source for 2021. So to recap, there is a scarcity of time. It's important to pick the right books to read. Your best bet of finding the right books are to read the ones about topics that you love. Next, it's to read the old books. It's to have a proper balance of old and new books, but to really put more of an emphasis on the books that that have stood the test of time. Finally, remember to consult lists of books. That can be a huge help. It's been a huge help in my life. And just to see what other people have read, to see what people I admire have, have read, to see what other top performers have read, and the books that have changed their lives. You want to find the important books. You want to find the books that other books refer to. You want, you, you want to read the ones that have had the biggest impact. At the end, make sure you're having fun, though. Most people lose a love of reading because it's forced upon them in in school, whether it's middle school uh, or high school. 
I know that happened to me to, to some degree as well. So if you have this sense that you're going through the motions to add books to a, well, I've read this list, well, you're doing it wrong. Reading should be a joy and make sure the way that you choose books is a pleasure and a joy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at eric at booksoftitans.com. You can also write me a, a physical letter and my address is at booksoftitans.com forward slash contact. If you have another rule that you live by in, in terms of how you choose books, I'd love to hear that. I, I would be happy to add it to the to the show notes and uh, to give people other ideas on, on ways to to choose books. These are these are the, the rules that have helped me pick books that I've really enjoyed. You can follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. Also, the website is stock full of resources to help you find the best books and to create your own reading list. I'll be back next week discussing another book from my 2020 reading list. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.